0: with your girl, me, Jess V. A podcast where I, Jess, can hang out with all of my friends. Where we chat all things adulting, dating, health and wellness, and everything in between. So grab your favorite drink you drink, and come kick it with me and all of my friends, okay? <laughs> I'm a mess. <sighs> hello, hello. Welcome and welcome, 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 welcome to Top Foolery and Shenanigans. It's me, your girl, Jess V. How is everyone doing out there in Internet Land or Real World Land or whatever land you resided in, where you listened through the through your ear holes uh, of this here podcast? It's me, your girl, Jess V. Here in the shusha town, Chicago. I, you know how sometimes you like get an idea of what you want to say and it like totally goes out of your your mind. That literally just happened because I'm pretty sure I wanted to say, Oh yeah, sweet ho Chicago. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> and I was like, that's like the intention. That was like the intention of my heart. Uh so actually fun fact, America I have family here in Chicago, and ever since I was a kid, like my whole dad's side of my family lived in Chicago, so ever since I was a kid, we would drive past downtown, and I would just like look out the window and dreams of times of like living in the shy. So ever since I was a kid, I ever wanted to live here. Isn't that cute? Not really. Who cares? But little little brown Jessica said to herself, we're going to move to the big city one day. And so after college, she did just that. And here we are. We've been here for a cute 13 14 years i think yeah something like that once again fun fact it's not all that times that exciting when story time happened i should have been like story time but y'all um what day is it it is a saturday right yeah it's a whole it's a whole ass saturday afternoon early good evening good night whatever you listen to this however if you listen it on a saturday yeah but you might listen in on a monday or a tuesday or a wednesday and that is the beauty of podcast you can pick or choose when you listen to your things it's real nice but girls friends fembies, and everyone in between we got a treat for you all in the world so if you subscribe to anything dealing with I don't know we've got royalty well we've got like uh what is it when uh yeah is it we just gonna say royalty we got royalty <laughs> We have got some royalty in the house, in the Zoom house today. Some dynasty, some legacy, some living child thingies in the house, but also, more importantly, she's like also one of my friends. That's the most important part of it all. We have the wonderful, the beautiful, the Latina heat herself, heiress to the Guerrero dynasty, (laughs) Two-toned hair. Give me all of the fire. Oh, buen caliente. Wow, meow, 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 meow. Dancer. Balance dancer. Beautiful, amazing, gorgeous. And I would like to say I've seen her ass a few times. The one. The only. The one. The only. Miss Shaw, get arrow! Yes, y'all, get
1: I've never had a better introduction. <laughs> I'm like blushing so hard right now. I love like, you. Yes. Hey, friend. Hey, girl. What's up? How you doing? I am good. I'm I'm great now after you introduced me so like iconically oh my god like I I'm I'm, like legit blushing I'm hot I'm like oh lord so I'm so happy to be here on your podcast this is amazing oh i'm so happy you're here
0: y'all if y'all don't know if you don't know who the gadarels are then y'all y'all are missing out but this is the shaw heiress to the one and the late great eddie Guerrero of the w back when i was young it was the wwf but you know now it's the wwe but yes y'all y'all probably like jessica how you know her
1: it don't matter how i know her (laughs) Even though the story is fun how I know you. I'm not. Yes. Gonna yes, yes. So, I
0: met Shaw 2 years ago um at a at an audition. I went to an audition. Most of some of y'all don't know is that uh, I dabble in the world of the burlesques and the uh sexy dancing, boopity boop boops. And I went on an audition because another mutual one of our friends, Ms. Amy Bender, uh, has, a, has a rock dance group, which we'll get into, um, called The Vaudettes. And they were auditioned for like a cute little variety, little show, which turned out to be way more than what that was. It was fantastic and fun. And I went in and Shaw was there and she was part of The Vaudettes. And that's literally how we met. We met showing our titties and
1: doing the things. That's literally <laughs> Well, I remember your audition piece and oh my God, you were just, you you blew me out of the water, Jess, honestly, because like you had like a wrap dress kind of situation and like, and you sang as well. And you stripped your wrap dress off as you were singing. And I was just, I was done. I was done. Like with all the bods were done, we were like, oh my God. <laughs> we need her. We, we need her. And like, and, and Amy all the time knew your badassery, and she was like, I know, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yes, yes, we know. And then Jess ended up like freaking tearing it up during wet dreams and we all fell in love with you and I fell in love with you and then we became friends.
0: Yes. 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 Oh, that's such a way better story than me. Like, well, I took some clothes off and sang some songs.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, no, you are so incredibly talented. I am very blessed to know you, in addition to all of the other amazing things you do for the Chicago community, so oh, I'm very geez. happy to be here. Oh, but this
0: ain't about me, girl, but thank
1: you! <laughs> I'm just saying, though, I feel like, I'm like, you asked me to be on your podcast, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I don't have a podcast, but if it were the other way around, I should be interviewing you. So, thank just you saying, just thank keeping you. it real. Thank you!
0: Thank you. Yes, it, it's so funny because two years ago, I wasn't doing burlesque for. A, I mean, I was doing it, but I wasn't doing it. And that was the year I was doing uh, Vaudettes. I did the Fly Honey's that year, and then I um, ventured into solo land with uh, Beast Women. And I did a. Uh, I think I did that number that I auditioned with you all with there um it's tell me something good yes yeah, it was that was yeah. in my brain I was like
1: was it tell me something good I, I can't yeah. remember but I remember I just remember your incredible body and your confidence and the way you stripped down and were like belting your heart out and I was just like oh my god I need to know this woman she's <laughs> pure magic
0: oh my gosh yes oh man man ah. Body, what does that even mean anymore? You're, I'm just, I'm just kidding. We still loving, man. Here's the deal: I was a curvy bitch there, and I'm a curvy bitch now. We don't, and we love it.
1: We're brown. loving it, loving it. Keep, keep that body, you babe Oh my gosh, what, stunner! Oh my god, thank you, thank Especially you. Especially when I see you deadlifting in the gym, I'm like, oh get it. True,
0: it's true.
1: <laughs> it's. <I> do, <laughs>
0: I mean, we, some some of us I have I had to some things I was just like let me just make sure, once these gyms open up that like let me at least do that because sometimes sometimes some things you just that's what you got and for me it's the gym, to keep me a little uh sane even if it's not like six seven days a week I'm like if I can just get there, three days a week to live my best life then, go forth yeah, get really
1: fat energy. Absolutely.
0: Of, of course.
1: What have you been doing the, the past the time? <sighs> what have I been doing? Um, honestly, if we're gonna get real, real, um, I've been doing a lot of therapy, uh, yes. which is hard work and therapy. Um, I'm working like three jobs right now. So I'm like, you know, we got side hustles here, side hustles there, um, and it. We're actually getting ready for um, our show on May 1st at the WC social club. So I actually just came back from a rehearsal um, from them. And I mean, God, um, just other than that, I'm just trying to like get my burlesque back up and running again. I'm trying to heal from a lot of um, past trauma. And Mm. that takes a lot of time and energy and yeah, I feel like I don't even know where to start, girl. I'm like we got so much to talk about. I'm like
0: um
1: listen, healing
0: the the power in healing is just and I mean, especially when we talk about healing from the perspective of like how one individualized needs to heal through through their past traumas. Um and if anything, if the 2020 and all of COVID and um all the civil unrest and the racial injustices and stuff that popped up that popped up that's still happening clearly um <laughs> having to like settle with ourselves and stillness is a lot can be a lot, a lot.
1: It's yeah a lot. it's, a, it's lot. a whole other thing to just like sit with yourself now especially at just like you said after the year we've had after and even then, it's not just the year we've had like this, all of this has been going on for a long time. And we all finally just like woke up to it because we were trapped in our houses, having to wake up to it. And it's, yes. it's just, um it's a lot on a lot of people. And I mean, I'm grateful for it. It needed to happen, but it's just, um yeah, I think we're all coping in our different ways. And is this
0: your first round of therapy or have you done therapy before?
1: I've done therapy before. But it's so weird this time around, Um, because I remember in my past life, like when I was in my eating disorder, when I was still employed with WWE, I went through a lot of therapy, I was actually in an inpatient facility for several months for Mm -hmm. my eating disorder. And I remember back then, like, not enjoying therapy, but I remember therapy being very, um, like a positive experience, you know what I mean? And it is a positive experience now. But I'm in just such a different place in my life. I'm, um, I think I've been very open with the public about my mental health struggles and me recently pulling out of a lot of wrestling events um, for my mental health. Something about wrestling events and me is extremely triggering and it's, um, it's, it has a lot of layers that I I don't think a lot of people know about. And I would love to be able to like talk more about it and be very authentic with everybody about like, you know, just the struggles behind all of that. And uh, so right now therapy is not fun for me because we are just going through like trauma on trauma on trauma between like my dad's stuff, between the, the experience I had in WWE to the experiences I'm having now, like just watching a bunch of my friends going through their releases from WWE, watching my own husband get re- get released from WWE, having all of those feelings come back to when I was let go. Like there's a lot to heal from mm. all over the place. So right now therapy is just a bitch right now, <laughs> but we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. It's really fucking hard, but it's going to be worth it in the end. And yeah, that's where okay. we're at.
0: Where we're at with therapy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that
0: that's very inter- that that's not. I don't want to use the word interesting, but I guess like in different phases of our life, therapy tends to take on a different layer, um, yeah. because it I think it depends on like what you t- had to tap into of accessibility of like your vulnerability and your emotions, because you know either it's things we we suppressed that we probably knew were there. But like in the midst of another part of a season of our life, we just was like, eh, well, the to do dirka dirka. This is what we need to focus on, right? And then, um, mm. and then other things happen, and those little percolating things in your system says, oh no, no, hunty, we need to open the pearly gates, let the floodgates through, and we need to talk about this. Yes,
1: yeah. it's insane, Jess, because it's just like I, I, I feel that on in a level, but just because like, what was I doing the other day? Like I was just starting therapy and I decided to watch the athlete a documentary on Netflix, you know, about the U S gymnastics. Yeah. Um, that whole thing, if you guys don't know about it, please look it up. It's very interesting, but I was looking that up and, um, and just about like how these top-notch athletes were getting sexually assaulted by their doctor. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I wasn't expecting it, but a like post-traumatic stress memory emerged from when I got sexually assaulted on a massage table. And I was like, wow, I completely forgot about that. That's wow. insane. And it's like, once you start going through therapy, like you're opening yourself up and you're talking more about things and a lot of things that we suppress over like years and years you know what I mean like our body goes into like self-help mode and then like all of a sudden these memories pop up and you're like oh right that happened I guess we have to deal with that now you know like it's insane it's like heavy stuff it's crazy what bodies do yeah
0: I mean how are you then fair because I'm and correct me if I'm wrong because you know when I think women wrestlers I think you know attention to body I think image I think um, uh, probably pressures from places that you think you have control but you actually don't Um, I I think um, a level of potentially misogynist misogyny and sexism I think a lot of things right and I think wow that's you got to have a level of like strength on so many levels to be a woman wrestler, Um, how has, and I also don't, and I also not trying to say that's your experience. It's just things that I like think about when I think of like, man, that's probably got a lot for a woman wrestler to go to. If you think about just like the culture of our world and just being a woman in general, on top of just like having your identity be around the aesthetic of muscle placement or skin, you know what I mean? And all that. Just thinking about it just sounds exhausting. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm assuming, like, you got to keep up, it, the, Your physique is, in some yeah. cases, a level of a moneymaker. It just sounds awful for me to
1: even say. It's like, oh, man. But it's true. It's absolutely true what you're saying. You're right. You're right on it, Jess. Like absolutely. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No,
0: I. I just. I thank you for letting me know that I'm right because I never want to assume that experience because there are well-off, fantastic women wrestlers who have done some dope shit um, in their life. Like growing up, my favorite woman wrestler was Miss Ch- China. Like China was. Yeah. That was my, that that chick, and I was so sad when she died a couple of years ago, like, I was like, what? Like, I was like, <laughs> she absolutely like,
1: she,
0: she was such a badass, and I remember watching her growing up, and be like, she's got a, she's like, tall, she's like, curvy in some aspects, but super strong. Um, okay. Loved her. Loved China. But then as I got older and just started watching more women wrestlers come into the mix, and how even the Relationships between that um, started to fall in the trap of societal how women should converse cattiness and drama and and be played to that a stereotype and that then I I mean full full ahead I would, I got kind of got stepped away from them. was like well now you just now we're just playing off of a stereotype that women are just catty and need drama to survive a show. Um, if, if you, if you want, like, how, how would you describe, how would you describe not only just like your experience, but also like what you think you took away from, from that whole
1: part of your life? Right. When it comes, um, I appreciate the question. I, uh, when it comes to my WWE portion of my life, um, granted it has changed a lot since yeah. i've been there so i i do want to put that out there they're a lot better now um as far as like body positivity all bodies you know are welcome and you know what i mean and it's about the talent that um people bring into the ring mm-hmm. i think they're a lot more focused on that now That's awesome. however when i was in there it was a very different time for women um even when it comes to the wrestling matches, like we were called the let me up match. That was like when people went to go get popcorn and drinks because people didn't really give a shit about, you know, women wrestling. And, um, and even then, like, it was very much about our bodies. Like it was, maybe it wasn't said explicitly, but we were weighed every week and we were you know, constantly being scrutinized about how our gear fits. And like, I remember one time I had a gear that like was more covering because at the time I was going through an eating disorder and I was having... A lot of issues with showing more skin and stuff like that. Whereas WWE at the time was like, we need you to look more womanly. We need you to look more feminine, AKA, we need you to show more skin and lose some weight. And at the same time, watching other women in my locker room who were fit, beautiful women, like just like working their asses off, still getting scrutinized about their body. And so that environment was not very healthy mentally, um, and we were, it was already such a competitive environment in general, and so that on top of, you know, all the body image stuff, it it was really hard, it it was really difficult, especially, and I want to be very clear, WWE didn't give me an eating disorder, I've had my eating disorder ever since I was 10 years old, that was how I coped with my family trauma, that was just Mm. how... I could find control in my life. And when I went through this amazing, it was an amazing experience working with WWE because it finally let me know my potential. It let me know what I could do as a performer and also gave me just so many worldly experiences that I can never give back. But, but <laughs> there, um, I mean, their ideal body type was not me. I'm a mid-sized, like I'm not, I'm not super fit. I, I'm not, you know, overly curvaceous and whatnot. And I, I'm really hoping that we get away from that in general. Like I didn't like when I was there that a bigger woman had to be either a monster or she had to be funny. No, why can't a big woman be, be just as sexy as that little blonde thing that we have walking out, you know, Mm. and doing the sexy thing. I was like, we can all do this. Mm. And what really matters, what really matters at the end of the day is the work we're putting in in the ring. And can you tell a story? Can you keep the audience at the edge of their seat? That's what's really important. And you know, and the men went through it too. They really did. The men were always trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know, there was a lot of pressure, body wise. And if I'm being honest, wrestling. That world, something with how I got raised in it and also with my whole experience, I was only nineteen years old when I got signed by WWE. So it was a very impressionable age. Like I just I feel like that's not the best environment for me. Whereas with burlesque and dance that I'm doing now, i I feel like those circles I run in are very much like, we accept your body as it is right now. Yeah. It is completely worthy as you are right now. You don't need to do anything. Just make sure you can hang. Yeah. That's
0: it. it. (laughs) I mean, the burlesque community and the dance community here, and as much as I've dabbled and have many friends in that, in those spaces, you know, everyone's always, and this is also just once again from my experience, um, being in Chicago, have always been super, uh, supportive and uplifting and, you know, and, and like letting you feel comfortable in what you bring to the, to the space, um, uh, emotionally, physically, you know, no one's going to be like, Ooh, you don't need to be wearing that garter. Like no one's going, <laughs> no one's going to do that. No one's gonna, someone's going to ask you, how do you feel in that? Like, does I like, making it, making you feel comfortable and how you like, you know, walk in the world and go on the stage before you have to go take your bra off or your panties or whatever you're taking off. Um, yeah. you, want,
1: you want to feel cute doing that, you know? <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Especially when you're in, like, the most vulnerable position yes. there is, which is taking off your clothes in front of other people. Yes, exactly.
0: So, like, you taking the shit off, you, I hope the person taking the stuff off feels good about their body, let alone... Yeah the community hopefully uplifting that space as well because there are so many people, there's a lot of people like you who has experience with self-image and um, who's probably had experience with um, eating disorders and any part of their cells that says, I hate this, right? I hate what I have on myself. And so sometimes it's really nice just to have, uh, a friend or a colleague or a community of people to be like, nah, honey, you look good. Go forth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You, you know, it's nice. It's nice. It it feels – it can make you feel um really nice and, and seen. Also not saying like, your body as a woman-identified person or femme person is your only <laughs> – of thing right. but and sometimes in fields where uh your body is kind of your art um you do want to feel good in it um but also being well aware that a lot of us bring so much more to the table except like a nice ass figuratively yeah. and reality
1: yeah <laughs> we can ha- we can do both we, we can, can do, them do both, both. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And I love, I think I do love the burlesque community. I think like that, that was one of the first things I did when I, well, not one of the first things, but like when I left my recovery in, when I was in an inpatient facility for like several months, um, I was still trying to figure out my life and whatnot. I didn't know where I belonged because going back into the wrestling industry just seemed like too much of a trigger for me Mm -hmm. so soon out of recovery, that I was like, I don't know what to do. So all I knew was dance, because dance was my first love. And then when I found burlesque, and I saw the different bodies, and just the different people doing it, and it was like, oh, I don't have to be like this wrestler image in my mind. Because like, in my mind, I grew up with watching the most beautiful women on television and I thought that was what I needed to be and if I wasn't then I was something less than that Mm -hmm. whereas burlesque showed me just beautiful is a whole range of of bodies and colors and and I just I, I loved it so much and the first time I ever did burlesque I was like holy shit this is everything like I maybe made no money but who gives a shit like it was amazing amazing and I just like I fell in love with it ever since and I if I can even like keep performing or keep teaching I, I also teach dance on the side And if I can even just help someone like tap into like they're you know just feeling good for themselves in any little way even if it's just like I like my hair today. Great. Let's work your hair. Let's, let's, let's show you how to work it. You know what I mean? Or if it's even on a bigger scale, like I know I'm a hot piece of shit. Show me Yeah. how, how to work that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. You know, we all need that in our lives, especially in a culture that just let like God, just holds women to these un- unrealistic, crazy standards that are just, Completely misogynistic and patriarchal, and yes. um, <laughs> uh, just r- ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So
0: yes. yes, not everyone is a skinny white lady with blonde hair.
1: <laughs> nope. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. Right? Like, just we 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 have the whole plethora of beauty, and yes. and we need to normalize different bodies, and we need to normalize um beauty that is not like so eurocentric and whatnot oh oh
0: yes 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 all of that i remember when i first moved out here i was what was i i wasn't i was in my 20s so what 24 yeah a couple years ago yeah girl you know we we inched to the 40s we, it was a, t- 20s is a whole decade some time ago, which is wild to think about. But, uh, but I moved out here. Uh, I, I, you know, in another, another episode, I talked about like when you find your sexual prowess, right? Moments when you realize uh, your sexiness or you're confident or that you can rock X, Y, and Z in those moments where you just lean into it. And one of my experiences is when I auditioned for um, what me and Amy did, Flaming Dames. And that was many moons ago. And I will always remember sitting looking at this audition post like, "Ah, I don't know. And I had to, like, Google what burlesque was. And, you know, because my ideal of burlesque was, like, Josephine Baker because that was a movie I saw when I was younger. So, like, I had to, like – figure out and and i was like well let me go on to this audition and then was a flaming dame for three four years of my my early career here in chicago and it was probably the most one of the few times i understood my body you know and i think um because when you grow up sometimes as a teen and especially for me as a teen of color as as a young black woman it was it was I didn't know what my, what was happening, you know. Uh, I come from a I come from a, a family of curvy women, <laughs> one, and I was often in predominantly white spaces, and I was often watching TV of of, of what you thought women were, um, mm-hmm. and growing up in the nineties, nineties, early two thousands, like the model types <laughs> were the thing, and I just didn't know. I mean, it's wild. to so I literally was just looking at pictures today. And I was a cute one hundred forty-one fifty, 150, like high school, early college. And I was, at the time, thought I was so fat and, like, so and I'm tra- so tragic. So tragic teenager, right? And I'm like, I would, to be, I mean, granted, if I was one hundred forty-one fifty 150 now, uh, I mean, I looked damn good then too. But I mean, <laughs> so I'm kidding. But I don't even know. My body just sits differently because you get older, one. But I didn't know what to do with it. And I was looking at pictures, and I, can, I could see where I was starting to have some confidence in clothing that I wore. Right. And so and I could see that progression in some of the pictures I had. Um, but then when I got to Chicago, I was I was in a, in a whole-ass relationship. Um, so it was nice to have a relationship to – validate me, but at the time I didn't think I don't think I needed a relationship to validate me. I wanted to be able to validate myself. Um and then I went on to this audition and I was like, oh she's sexy sexy. And it was cute, y'all. I was a what was I? My first gig with the Flaming Days, I was a pickup artist. And I had this and I had hair at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Too. <laughs> and I have my hair in this like huge mohawk. Um, and like I had, I had a huge an afro, and um, I put it in this mohawk, and I had like my wow. whole garb that I pulled together with some help of the other girls. And I was a pickup artist, and I went in there and picked up the girls' clothes, and then they put me in the show. And so I did a bunch of shows with them, and it was the it was literally the best thing that happened to me. I have a whole ass. Tattoo dedicated to that aspect of my life because I think it's I thought it was it was important for me to open the floodgates to what I what I connected to as feminism and what Mm -hmm. I connected to as sexiness for me Um, because I you know I think a lot of times if we lean into our things that make us too much and our things that People may have said that you thought was wrong is actually your is your is your superpower, um, and once I lean into that, you got
1: what you got now. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, crazy how much something like that can shape you, though. Yes, like, it's so crazy when you find your group of people, or you find your niche, or, or you just find a community that accepts you as you are right now not not like oh yeah once you do this this and this Mm -hmm. no it's like you are everything you need to be at this moment Mm -hmm. right now like that changes everything and I feel you I feel like the 20 like our 20s I don't know I think they're too romanticized I feel like you have to get all your shit figured out when you're in your 20s I'm like no your 20s are for absolute like tomfoolery (laughs) bullshit mistakes for you to figure shit out like it's just you don't figure out like it's just for you to find your way a little bit and like I'm 30 and I just I'm just finding like a group like the Vaudettes that like accepts me as I am like I don't ever feel a pressure like oh I need to lose some weight or oh I need to do this this or this to be able to be no I am everything I need to be right now
0: yeah, you you can bring different. all of shawl full shawl not two quarters of shawl not two-thirds yeah. all hundred percent of shawl and that and that is a beautiful thing and I think in and every in any aspect I, I everyone should be able to bring their full selves in any space yes. without feeling like they have to take away something to be accepted um and i I agree with you I think a lot of times, I don't know, this generation, um, kudos to them because they find that shit off early. Folks hey, who grew man. up in the 90s, <laughs> like early 2000s, I, like,
1: I had to like
0: I stumble <laughs> through my 20s, stumble.
1: <laughs> and do, you I ever gonna... watch, do you ever watch the videos of like how we were at 16 years old to like the 16 year olds now? Like now these 16 year olds have like a whole drip yeah i'm just like they got trips the
0: their voices are being heard they out here out here like
1: doing the damn thing they know how to dance they know they how, how, to dance. how to be sexy i'm like oh my god when i was 16 i had an oversized shirt and a way too tight ponytail and okay. i was trying to make friends i fled alone like doing all these tick tock <laughs> and like being sexy i'm like oh my i mean what, good for them but i'm also like lord i'm late actually
0: I have a picture of me when I was 16. Shut up. Oh, my yes. God. So, okay. So I have to trade. I have. I, I got it on my phone. So, this is me, uh, senior year. You know, it ain't the late 90s, early 2000s, if you got one shoulder and a headband, you know.
1: God. Look that at was... your one shoulder. That
0: was... <laughs> What is the white one shoulder with the uh clearly an Olin Mills uh, thing? And then um you are a 90s girl. A 90s, I, I girl. And then if you going to come through with the middle part here, I was.
1: I like a good middle part. You work that middle part, Jess. <laughs> you work it. <laughs> this is so weird.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. That is I that. That was junior year. And this was sophomore year. Ah, oh,
1: get it!
0: Oh, look yes. at these glasses! I thought I was too cute with these glasses.
1: You are adorable. You're a beautiful woman. Yeah, I've always known you're a beautiful woman. <laughs> but like, especially since my first impression of you was. <laughs> something good.
0: It is. I. It's so funny because I was looking at those, and that was when I started experimenting with makeup and like. Wanted to try to, to, trying to be cute because I'm pretty sure my pantaloons was like oversized flared pants. Like I just like. <laughs> oh my God, the flared pants. Yeah, a flared pants and a pair of Etnies. It was and a pair of eddies because in high school I was oh obsessed. I was obsessed with skater kids and skater boys. And I had this huge, oh <laughs> this huge crush with this boy named Bronson. And I was like, I just need to look like a skater girl because this is how I'm going to get these skater boys to like me
1: because I gotta, I gotta fit the part. (laughs) I love that you said that. Cause I wore those puffy ass shoes as well. (laughs) Like we're just really puffy. Like, I don't know. And like, and I feel you I was into the like I wasn't really into skating culture or like surf culture but I like but the boys were into it and so it was like oh yeah I wore Roxy I wore like Ollie and everything I was like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing I don't fucking know I'm like I don't watch any of this shit I'm a theater kid you know I'm over here like just singing Evita and Beauty and the Beast I don't actually know what you're into bro and so I feel I love
0: that. I I, yes. I love that. It it oh god, the nineties are wild. I remember my freshman year in high school. My first day as a freshman, I wore jankle jeans, and um a a Nike shirt tucked in and a hemp necklace, and um oh my god, yes. And like I probably was wearing my brother's shoes. It was a it was a, it was an odd time in my life, and I thought I was so cute <laughs> because once again. Jessica was just into like long-haired boys and like this whole like, you know, peace-loving rock and roll sort of, which is funny because I am still into those type of
1: dudes. You're like, nope, still true. You're just like thirty-five to forty now. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, since we're talking about style and like how we were. Oh my God. So, okay. When I was in middle school, high school, I was the only Latina girl on my step team um, in Florida. And like, I freaking loved step. I like, oh my God, I loved it so much. And my style was very much influenced by like the movies at the time, like honey and um, you know, like the dance movies and stuff like that. And I walked into first day of seventh grade thinking I was hot shit because I got the Timberlands, but that were heels, that were pink, and I had a pink, like, I don't want to say, it's like, at the time, it was called a wife beater top, but like a tank top, you know what I mean, like a pink tank top, and like these tight ass jeans, and my ass fell up the stairs (laughs) my first day, because I didn't know how to walk in these heel Timberland boots, but I thought I was cute shit, And like, oh my God, I just like, I lost all credibility from like the rest of the year. It was fine. Thank God I knew how to dance. But like, um, (laughs) like, I just. But yes, fashion.
0: Fashion. I mean, like, can you imagine 16 and 15 year old us, like, thinking we were, like, we put on an outfit and we thought we were so cute and no one could tell us nothing. And then the minute someone says something, negative or snarky we like lose it right away
1: yeah. uh, immediately deflate it immediately like, deflate it all... immediately deflate it
0: and then think and then like when that that sort of energy continues to perpetrate throughout your life you can lose some of the things that you thought were you were bought badass about because you can get deflated and that is how wild trauma and harm works
1: you have to constantly like Refind yourself through different like like different checkpoints in your life, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not a linear process at mm-hmm. all. Like I feel like even now, like I'm still trying to find out what what actually do you like, Shaw? Without any outside influence, what do you like? what feels actually good for you and yes that's okay and yes that is sexy because it's where you feel authentic mm-hmm. and that that's all that sexiness needs to be is like where are you feeling authentic where are you feeling at home in your own body and that and that's so hard it's so hard and we have to keep fostering these communities and to where everyone feels safe and even then that's so difficult but like we just have to find places that we all feel safe to be able to explore that Mm -hmm. without feeling like there's some kind of expectation Yes, you know especially unfortunately like being around other you know women of every journey like whatever your journey is to womanhood like like we're all in that space but it's just like you know, not feeling like you have to prove anything to anybody when you're in that place. And mm-hmm. just like, it's so hard. It's hard. I have a hard time be- being authentic in my own goddamn living room. I don't know how I'm going to do it amongst other people.
0: Uh, you could do it. You could do it. How do, How would you define, um, sexiness as it pertains to Shaw? Like what makes Shaw feel sexy?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Honestly, um, I feel like and I'm working through this in therapy, <laughs> God help me. Um, but like I have a lot of angry energy and um from how I grew up and I feel like I've relied on that so much in my career as a dancer. Um, I feed off that angry energy. And I think some people gravitate toward me because when I do burlesque or when I do a vaudette routine, I have a very much like Fuck off energy. I have a very feminist energy where I'm like, I don't give a shit if you think I'm sexy. This is what I bring to you right now. And I find so much empowerment in that because I'm just for that one moment when I'm on stage, for that one moment where I'm teaching or um in in a dance class, I don't give a shit about what a man thinks of me or what my peers think of me. I'm just like, I'm unapologetically myself right now, whether it's in technique or whether it looks good or not. I'm just, it's just raw emotion. And I feel like um, anyone that can tap into that emotion, whether it's anger or joy or whatever it is, being unapologetically authentic and just letting yourself go, that's sexy. That—that That is so incredibly sexy. And if you want to Tailor that and fine tune it with however you want. If you're in a performance mode, or if you're just in your living room, just being unapologetically thrashing in your living room to whatever it is—that's so sexy. Is and that,
0: is that what makes you feel sexy? Is when you're performing, or when you're just like coming up
1: with pieces and whatnot? Uh, yes, I love, I love just performing and like and God bless the ballads. Like anytime I choreograph for them, it's some kind of crazy thrashy like overly cardio centric like piece and it's honestly it's just releasing energy and I just um, that's where I feel most sexy and whatnot besides um, a good piece of lingerie (laughs) besides besides that you know where you just find a piece that just fits you in all the right places and you're just like "Mm." yeah
0: you know I just got my how many pieces of lingerie do you own
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I've had like I have like maybe six pieces that I've had for years, like ever since I was in college. Like, and I I still use them. But honestly, I don't have like lingerie pieces. I I just like um I grab random crap all throughout Chicago. Like I'll be like, oh, this bottom's cute, and then I pair it with this thing, like or this belt or whatever. And like it's just an eclectic array of all black pieces that I've collected so um but I would have to say I think like my collection of lingerie oh god I think I have like 30 pieces mixed and matched all over the place oh, man like and it's like and I find it at like beatniks in like in Boys Town or like I'll find like a random I I none of it I think like one piece is Victoria's Secret because that shit's just too expensive
0: yeah yeah I have one bodysuit from the Victoria's Secret that uh has been my BFF and I have dressed it up and down and wore it just as is on numerous occasions um <clears throat> and it's one of my uh favorite pieces I've got on sale um and then Hi. I got and then I got this like really cute purple number from the Amazons but a lot of times I uh make my own stuff like I'll take like um
1: you make uh, your
0: own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So not sewing, but like I'm I'm such an upcycle type person because um, I've been thrifting my whole like this shirt is an old that I just cut up into a a, um, a crop top. And so if I have old tights that I don't fit anymore, I'll make them into crop types. I'll make them into like hand thingies. I'll pick them into something for the legs and I'll just use that with whatever whenever I'm doing any sort of burlesque, dancey sort of show. I did it for um, the uh, Fly Honeys. I've done it. I have did it for Vaudettes. Um, and then uh, that's what I usually have done. I took or I took an old shorts bottom and I made them into, like, high-waisted, like, booty-loving little thingies. Yep, I just Love Googled. That. I was like, how do I make these into uh, underwear? <laughs> I just did that. And that's really how old leggings Yes, cut them up. I love that. And I just upcycled a bunch of shit. Like, a lot of the stuff that I've ever been uh, photographed in or just, like, with friends, I most likely cut it up from something.
1: Yes. I love that. <laughs> I'm the same way. I, like, I think I find so much, like, um, peace. And, like, I don't have a lot of activities that, like, especially when I have really bad anxiety or depression episodes that like kind of calm me down rather than doing exactly what you just said, like upcycling something or taking a thrifted jean jacket and turning it into my ring jacket that I have now. Like I love doing shit like that or just bedazzling a piece that you wouldn't take a second look at, but Mm -hmm. like like a $40 corset can actually look like a $200 $200 corset if you put the right amount of time and love into it exactly exactly so, I think that's half the fun like do you like doing stuff like that like I know I, life, means I hate it and I love I, it. I do
0: I, I mean I like I said I've been thrifting since I was in high school so like you need to go thrifting oh, oh I listen there was some t- 90% of my wardrobe came from somebody else's wardrobe <laughs>
1: way to shop honestly because I, when you I buy something new, like it's gonna shrink, it's gonna change, you know what I mean? But if it's thrifted, you already know what you're getting into. Yep.
0: Wow. And I have a whole plan. Like I if I go going thrifting, like I I take a, I have to take a day, I have to dress a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. because it's important that like I can try to try to try things on. It's it kind of hard to try things on. Um, yeah. if I if I need to get a nice outfit I go to a consignment shop because I will I will pay 50-70 dollars for a dope ass dress from the 60s or the 70s if it fits me, you know, I mean? you know what I mean? Right. So, and then my friend actually owns a thrift store, consignment shop, and I just bought the most like black leather fringe jacket mm-hmm. <laughs> from them and uh, some other like things and so like yeah I've, I've i've but like to answer your question i i love doing that shit i love taking love old stuff and turning it into something new um and that's like i said it's like most of my wardrobe is just that. like taking and shifting and changing and all of that but it's funny um my boobs got bigger within the <laughs> within the year and uh i somehow <laughs> went from a c cup to an e cup um I said, well, oh, I listen. It's I'm still a 36. It's just the cup size got a little big in these streets. Yeah. And I got a uh bra fitting from my cousin, um yeah. and I was like, "Okay, so now like I'm excited about buying new little sexy little members cuz my boobies is a little little chunkier yeah. um than usual. and We love a good boob size. Not uh now. so so it's so funny because we're talking all this girl stuff and Jason's on the other side of here.
1: Like, uh <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, babe. Pay
0: attention. I was just like, totally forgot. There's a whole other film perspective on the other side of this wall. Um, But yeah, because it got me a, a, a bra fitting. And I was like, there is no way in hell my boobs are this big. And then they sent me two bras and I was like, Okay.
1: (laughs) Or that, like, okay. We're here. (laughs) I love that. Like, I feel like I, I have a different experience with bras, but like, just because, like, I always thought I was a thirty-six C, and whatnot. And then recently, I went to, I think it was Victoria's Secret. I went to that place, and they were like, "Oh no, you're a double D," and I'm like, "The what?" I'm like, "No, I'm not." I'm like, "I paid for these." (laughs) I. I told the doctor a C cup. So I'm a C cup. And and she was like, well, I'd like either fashion has changed or the sizing has changed. She was like, you're a double D now. And I'm like, okay. And yet, but when I fucking tried on the double D bra, it was heaven. And I was like, I've been doing my life wrong for the past 10 years. Listen, I, the funny
0: thing is how I even found out my bra size was even wrong is that I had got a new sports bra and I was doing an unboxing on my Instagram stories and some trashy man who follows me slides into my DMs and was like oh honey you're not a C and I was like fuck you first of all who was you yeah, up uh, in my DMs first of all, fuck, you. fuck you and then literally within two minutes my cousin texts me she goes I just need- you are not a C she's like I'm gonna get you
1: a fitting and then sure enough pfft, but Doesn't you know mean, like, It's fine because it came from your cousin. It did. And it was I,
0: fine when it came from crappy old old man who follows me and leaves me creepy IG messages. I'm like, listen, I, I know I'm cute, that. but, um, sir. Sorry, not I don't I think I am to be commenting my on my brother. So <laughs> exactly.
1: Don't
0: so, <sighs> be <maybe sighs> commenting on my voluptuous boobs, but, uh, sure, sir. But he was right. I'm, I am yeah. not. I was not. <laughs>
1: I'm like, you know what, sir? You can comment on my boob size when you have monthly cramps and uh, all of the other fun shit we get to go through. Then maybe we can have a show. yes. I can't
0: even imagine the shit you get in your uh, d- just for the one day that I took over your Instagram. Just some of those comments, I was like, girl,
1: how do you even? Jess, I legit, I, I have to be in a really good space mentally before I open my DMs. And I feel bad because sometimes I miss out on companies being like, Hey, let's collab or on friends that have like, Hey, I DM'd you remember we were going to like connect over Instagram and I feel really bad. I just hate opening my DMs because it's.
0: I uh, can't even imagine what your DMs.
1: it's a lot of one-eyed monsters in there. Um, that was my, do, attempt get, do at you get the, it, the unsolicited um, eggplanty situations too? Yes. Ah! And, um, I get a lot of that and a lot of like inappropriate, just the, the, the usual inappropriate stuff that us, you know, female presenting, um, people deal with. Um, and then also a lot of like a lot of just really unsolicited. Are you sad about your dad dying? I'm like, no, I'm. I'm not sad. Like, he, what, what that the is fuck? Rude. Yes. That is yes. rude. I'm sad. Like, that is why rude. Are you talking about this, yeah, it's just I really try and avoid it at all costs, and like,
0: I don't blame you. Listen, you better you, you better put the boundaries up because that's. Wild, just the little comments when i took over and some of them came up on over to my ig which was fine cool 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 come through follow but some of them i had to put on like you can only restri- you
1: restrict you it to a few things i don't know what it is if it's like because social media like because we're on there so much or because we try and let people into our lives a little bit more like they think like that- like oh I know them and it's like but you don't yes but you don't and there and there's just a line of professionalism I think that needs to happen on social media that is just completely not existent like it's just it's not cool and I I apologize I apologize, <laughs> I apologize it's, it's,
0: them it's like it's totally like, fine it it was totally fine I thought it was actually quite interesting and just radical on so many levels I was like and Shaw probably get this more on uh, just a huge just just by with the pictures you pose. that I mean, any other human be like, that's a gorgeous pick. Creepy oh son God. and a gun, Johnny B twenty six is uh doing the most. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or I just or the people that like I, I'm i my own person, and I have my own art, and I have my own, like, life, and I, I, I think it's really kind of funny, and also, like, on bad days, like, it hurts me a little bit, but, like, when people are like, well, what would your father think of this? I'm like, but well, you know
0: what? It, 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 it must be hard knowing that, that kind of level of just, like, weight, you know, but also people got to understand like you are you are your own person like your dad your dad had a great life great life like great life right but your shawl he'd be proud of you he is proud of you you know what i mean he is i think people just want to assume people's life because of uh, especially someone as high profile as your dad um, is and was, uh, in, you know, in his time, uh, people just want to assume that any anyone daughter or son has to live up to that. Yeah. I mean, look at Tom Hanks' son. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's wildin', right? He is it's definitely good. not Tom Hanks. Like,
1: <laughs> you know? No, and everyone has their right to live their life how they want to. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I hold my father to a very high caliber I love him so much I will always love him and I respect him so incredibly much same with my mother I respect her so much yes but I'm just like my life is not I'm like I love burlesque I love showing my sexuality and I love like this is where I find my happy place my empowerment and where I feel like I can give something back in the world Mm -hmm. and it's and just because my father is a big public figure doesn't mean that I'm not allowed or that I'm not um like permitted to be able to have my own sexual identity. Yeah, yeah. And and whatnot and be able to express that. And I'm doing nothing wrong. I'm like, I love every, all the content I put out. I am proud of it. I stand behind it mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it has nothing to do with my father. And I'm like, whether he I I the question I get a lot is like, would your father approve? I'm like, you know what? Probably not because it's this little girl and he's and I'm being sexy. You know what? But he would support me because he would know I would be happy. Yes and sir. and I'm doing something that is empowering and that it's and it's my life at the end of the day. Yeah.
0: It is, so. and it's still entertainment. It's still part of the I umbrella of like and you're entertaining people. Your mom yes. entertains people, your dad entertains people. There I think people have to, just because entertainment business is literally five thousand bazillion different umbrellas, especially now that social media I mean, You've got influencers. There's there are there are 16-year-olds now who wants to grow up and be an influencer, right? So, like, I think
1: you're doing just fine, Shaw. I'm trying. I'm trying, just thank you for that. I needed that. <laughs> you're doing Sometimes okay. I'm like, what are you doing? You're doing okay. You a whole ass,
0: grown-ass woman that like is living her life. And I'm sure your mom thinks you're fantastic and amazing and you're
1: you're doing you're doing you're doing fine. And so are you. Okay. you're doing so I'm I'm sorry I just I look I okay for all the listeners, I look up to this woman. oh shut so up incredibly. No, for real I do I do just because like you give so much back and you are just a fire and a light and you go through so much shit and yet you are so kind and I just, I don't know, I fucking love you you're a boss ass bitch and I fucking, I'm just I'm honored to perform with you let alone the fact that you asked me to be on your podcast so everyone like just subscribe do all the things for this woman because she is everything so that's all
0: oh my god we are not gonna end talking about me (laughs) But, yes, please do, those, please do those things. Please subscribe and leave a comment. <laughs> but also, like, go do things for Shaw as well. So, Shaw, I like to end our podcast with three feedbacks, personal feedbacks, for yourself, right? And that is, what would you like to stop, what would you like to start, and what would you like to continue?
1: Okay feel like that I feel like I should be paying you I feel like this is like part of a therapy session I'm like (laughs) um uh what would I like to stop um I feel like it this is very much more on my personal journey maybe we're kind of getting into my own kind of stuff I feel like I would like to stop um doubting myself so Mm much uh I would like to start going after whatever it is the fuck that I want. Like I have such big dreams and such big stuff and I hold myself back because of self-doubt or because of fear of what the wrestling community might think of me or or anybody else might think of me. I'm I'm going to stop letting that white noise in my head. I'm going to start going after more things that I want and um what was the last one you're gonna what continue what you're gonna continue Sean. what I want to continue I want to continue god I want to continue like doing burlesque I want to continue trying to be as authentic as I can on social media even if it's like the ugly stuff mm-hmm. um and um and just I feel like we need to normalize what life really is yes especially on social media because it's not all. It's not all pretty photo shoots and stuff like that. It really isn't. Um, people are struggling and people yeah. are have so much going on. and we all need to wake up and understand what our community, needs Mm -hmm. and we need to be there for each other more yeah um and so i i need to wait sometimes i need to pull my head out of my ass out of my depression and anxiety or whatever everyone else is going through and sometimes getting involved in what does your community need who who needs help like can really help reset you actually um yeah that's what i want to try and do i love it i
0: know um (laughs) I was super proud of you when you, um, f- from a friend perspective, when you, uh, put that post about, you know, backing out of all of your upcoming wrestling things and was like taking care of yourself. And I was oh, like, no,
1: thanks. that is, probably that was so hard. Hard.
0: The, I, and, the, and the thing is knowing you, I knew that had to be the most challenging, like a challenge. And I was like proud of you I was like crying I was like girl go take care of yourself come back for us later you know what I mean like I was so proud of you and I think I slid into your dms and was like you know like because I know how hard that was for you and I totally think that you will get to where shawl is supposed to be at
1: thanks Jess I appreciate appreciate you
0: and you and your husband are like these sweetest people. Just like, Also, I just need to raid his whiskey cabinet. He don't notice yet.
1: Um, Anytime <laughs> they come over. Come over when he's not here. Yeah. It'll be great. We'll have a great time.
0: Right? And you are going to be just fine as Shawl. And wherever your journey takes you, you are on the right path. Because the universe, all your ancestors, your daddy's right there. God, big G, little G, got you. Holding you. Guiding you. And you, 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 you will lean into the doors that open for you for sure, for sure, hands down. I claim it. I claim it for you. So tell the people what you got coming up next, and where they can, um, you know, find you.
1: Wherever okay. they can find where they can, where can they find you, girl? <laughs> you get me all emotional. Oh my God! I'm like, I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy. Oh um, um, no! Okay. Give me a big hug right now. You deserve the world, honey as do you, as do you, as like, anyway, okay, where you can find me, so if you are in the Chicagoland area, I am going to be at the WC Social Club on May 1st, not only performing as Miss Nixon, my burlesque persona with Grunge Candy Chicago, but also with the Baudettes. we are opening up for Grunge Candy Chicago and the Fred Fred Durst um, explosion experience, Um, so make sure you come check that out. If not, Check me out on Patreon. I do boudoir and burlesque and we have fun on there. All on my IG at Shaw Guerrero. Pretty simple. Um, or on Twitter, which I'm never on. So I don't know if you really want to check that out, but it's um guerrero underscore Shaw And but yeah, definitely check me out on Instagram at Shaw Guerrero. That's where you're gonna get all of my updates and all of the information coming up. Ah uh, yes, please,
0: everyone. Watch out for Shaw Guerrero, um, also known as uh, Miss Nixon. Miss Miss Nixon, is yeah. that right? Miss Nixon. Miss yes. Nixon is her burlesque name. Once the world starts to open back up, get to know her, get to love her, show her some love, throw her some dollar-dollar bills, um, and <laughs> – also, folks need to realize that burlesque and stripping are two different things. Also, two different communities, two different things, but also very valid uh, fields of work, which we did not get into yeah. maybe on a different time of day. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> follow-up episode. Yes, follow-up. Follow That's a whole yeah. other conversation. But yeah. once we get back on the world of stage, please don't forget to check out Miss Shaw um, also known as Miss Nixon. If not, follow her on the IG um you can also google her and youtuber and see all of the dope shit she used to do in her her life she's a wonderful and beautiful human being and i am so grateful to just call her friend um supporter and just just everything that a person uh, should need in their life and i am so grateful to know you and have you in my presence with that being, oh my god girl yes with that being said this is Tom Foolery and Shenanigans. I'm your girl, Jess V. Now, you can go in and follow me over at the J. Dot Journey if you want to get to know me on a personal level or come through on the J. Dot Creates and see what I got going on in my entrepreneurial life. You can also send me an email. Be kind, please be kind, or I will delete your shit at uh, Tom Foolery and Shenanigans at Gmail. And uh, you can see the recording of this. Um, episode unedited, unfiltered, all the fun things over at the Patreon, Tom foolinger Shenanigans. Now, if you go over there and it's not there, don't fret, it's coming. <laughs> in the meantime, don't forget to like and comment and follow and subscribe and all that social media talk you do when it comes to podcasts and whatnot. Just go do that thing. Click a bell. I don't know, y'all know what to do. Um, in the meantime, in the in between time. I love you. If anyone hasn't told you, be blessed. Give yourself grace. Find some pockets of joy. I am Jess V and you are who are you?
1: Who are hey. you? Yes, you guys. I am Sean Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Latina aqui vive la raza, baby. Uh-
0: Listen, don't get me started. I got that. Uh, yes. And this concludes this episode of Top Four Shenanigans. And I'll see y'all on the flippity flip side. Bye. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> Top foolery re- e- e- and shenanigans. <laughs> Tom Fuller and Shenanigans is brought to you by Tight Rope Recordings and music by Charles Self says Van.